Ladies, gentlemen, and those of us who work in restaurants, welcome to Ticket Stabbers, a restaurant podcast by restaurant people for restaurant people. I'm Jarrett Stieber, chef and owner of Little Bear, set to open this year in Summer Hill. But you may know me from my pop-up, Eat Me, Speak Me. Today I'm joined by Joran Van Ginder actor and Sean Bainbridge, owners and brewers at Halfway Crooks Beer, as well as their general manager, Caroline Wilson. We recorded this episode at Halfway Crooks late on a Saturday hey, night. Jared. Uh, Here's our sorry, man. Got a little sidetracked at work, um, but I'm on the way to Halfway Crooks Beer now. So if you want to meet me there around 10, uh, that'd be good. Uh, listen, man, some shit's come up because, uh, you know, hospitality industry. So Yorin can't join us, uh, but Sean and Caroline are still down for recording. So, um, but yeah, we can figure that out when we get there. Uh, anyway, I will uh, see you soon. All right, bye. We're just gonna roll into this. Yeah. So, um, I would say you're recording and tag your at That's the way to do it. Yep. All right, guys. We're here. We made it. We're at Halfway Crooks, Saturday night. I'm here with Sean Bainbridge, one of the owners and brewers of Halfway Crooks. Caroline Wilson, general manager, secretary. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to jump right in. She's, she's, not, she's not a secretary. <laughs> she, she does I, I said I was your so secretary earlier. So. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. So, I, guess, I okay. am. Yep. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the origin of this brewery. How did you meet your and your partner? How'd you guys get started? And uh, we're gonna go from there. Um, Yorn and I met at a, uh, I think Lee um, Dixon's ch- uh, Changing of the Guard at the Brick Store pub. Um, I'm not really good with the years. So it yeah. was like- I mean, that must've been seven years ago? I would guess maybe? like five, maybe five, five-ish, yeah. five-ish, five-ish to seven-ish years ago. Um, so we were like down in the uh, basement um, of the brick store in their little uh, in their cellar, like it's their it's like a bank vault. Yeah, and we were like drinking beers, and um, anyway, we just kind of hit it off, started talking about beer. It's um, romantic down there. Was there all the meat dangling still? Was that there the, was meat dangling? Yeah, we actually went. In, I went into the. I always went into the meat cellar when I actually, was. Actually, no, there. sorry, there wasn't. There was no meat there. Don't there worry, was no I, meat. Never mind. No, never been any meat. But yeah, it's someone romantic. was talking about meat, and I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the the conversation about the the whole the whole non-existent meat cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he had just moved here from uh, Belgium. He had been living with uh, um, one of the um, guys uh, that I think invested in Three Taverns, um, uh, Andrew. And uh, Is that where he was brewing before he, he was, was yeah he was brewing at Three Taverns. Yeah, so he moved here uh, from Belgium. Uh, he kind of uh, took a hiatus sort of with his other brewery. Um, to move here, um, I think he was always wanting to be involved there. But he moved here to, to start a head brewing job at Three Taverns, and um, he he was living with Andrew, and um, he kind of wanted to have his own like you know move, moving move to another place because uh, he was living with Andrew and his wife. So um, I had an extra room in Inman Park, which was kind of like this revolving door of people because uh, you know Inman Park was yeah. expensive even yeah. then. And uh, yeah, I needed to uh, constantly fill fill vacancies to yeah, uh, keep that's living the way there. To do it. Um, so I had this like big like underground like or basement uh, like I, it was just full of homebrewing equipment. Like I had like 
an enormously enormous amount of like cellaring space. So I had uh, a couple of like uh, 220 liter like wine barrels down there with beer. And were you in like a, a house in Inman Park? Were yeah, you in the basement, all this space. Yeah, it was yeah. like a brand new Craftsman bungalow in Inman Park Ooh. that I had just like got lucky. Yeah, and I saw this guy building it. And I was like, hey, do you want to? Yeah, that's like five thousand dollars a month now. Yeah. Ex- oh, it was. Yeah, it was around. It was. It was it's expensive. Yeah. Um, so Chad rides up on his bird scooter, <laughs> yeah. drops off a security <laughs> deposit, moves right in. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Yorn moved in. Um, Blake Tires had been living there previously. He, he actually uh, left there to go work at Creature Comforts and uh, Brew Tropicalia, and uh-huh. amongst other beers. And um, <laughs> basically, uh, Yorn moved in. And I, I don't know, we just kind of started talking about, uh, you know, starting a brewery. Um, but it was just never really financially viable because of the, the beer laws at the time. Yeah. So. And then you met Caroline, I'm assuming, and that was why you guys started the business, right? Pretty much, yeah. That's Caroline right. was the catalyst of everything. <laughs> That's what I'm figuring. <laughs> yeah, how'd that come together? How'd you? Because you were working in restaurants, not breweries, right? So yes. just took a chance on these crazy guys? Um, yeah, I think I was between restaurant jobs and um, I knew Yoran and Sean and uh, Yoran said that Three Taverns was looking for a tasting room manager Yeah. and I was looking for sort of a step out of that dark world. Yeah, you know? yeah. anything else. <laughs> anything else, yep. but um, it was a, you know, a good change and then uh, maybe it was secretly grooming me for, for this situation, yeah. but um, that's how, yeah. That's a common thing. My wife did the same thing. She went from working in restaurants, bartending, hosting, anything like that, to managing a whiskey tasting room. It's the same thing. It's nice because you get those kind of perks of the restaurant industry, the atypical hours, Mm -hmm. the crazy work environment. You don't have to worry about what you're saying. You're working with a bunch of other pirates all the time, but you also have more of like a normal schedule to a certain extent. You can say really weird things to people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's the main thing that brings all of us together. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, what's, what's it like working here though, as far as managing a restaurant, right? You deal with people who walk in the front door and they're immediately angry that they don't have a table or a drink right away. Not everybody, of course, we're not trying to say every customer is horrible, but you deal with those customers who come in and they think they're the only person in the world. Right. I want to sit down now. What do you mean? I can't get a reservation Saturday at seven 30. I want a drink right now. Why is it taking 10 minutes? I right. see there's 20 people in front of me, but mine should come first. Is it kind of the same way here to a certain extent? Or are you finding that it's less of that at a brewery? I feel like it's less of that. It's sort of a, a blessing and a curse that people come in kind of not really knowing what to expect. And I think we, we operate a little bit differently than any brewery that I've you know worked at or been to. But people come in not really, you know, people don't come in. Uh, for their reservation here because we don't take them. They don't really even maybe know we have food. So it's like a pleasant surprise. Um, Shout out to Heaps. They do have food. Yes. Come get some savory pies. Come and get them. Um, But yes, people are uh, definitely, I have dealt with a lot more irate individuals in previous. Yeah. um, But yeah, people are very patient. And I think that we have an atmosphere here that, people can see that there's a lot of attention to detail and we try to make it very welcoming. So, you know, we, uh, sort of, we make it so it's difficult for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Difficult> <laughs> to become them. upset. Difficult for them in general. Difficult. We make it difficult. We make it difficult. For them. That's yeah. our motto. Glasses that don't have bottoms in them, so yes. the beer falls through. <laughs> Classic pranks. <laughs> three legged chairs. As possible. Yes. Yeah, the three legged chairs are great. You flip them upside down, and you and two of your friends can sit on them. Exactly. Classic. We do have weird Very comfortable. We're really weird chairs. They're like from the, I don't know, maybe from the 40s. Sometimes I'll look at them and I'm like, oh. oh yeah, everybody listening, <laughs> can you see these chairs? <laughs> We've had to do some emergency removals of the chairs for sure. Yeah. As soon as someone gets up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're just watching them sit in the chairs, just like, don't shift too much. Yes. Don't shift stop, too much. Stop it. Yeah. Then you take them out back and put them down like old Yeller, and that's the end of the chair. Oh, man, you didn't have to bring up old Yeller, did you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> too soon. Too soon, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what's, what's an average night of service like? For you guys, I mean, or at least an average weekend. This is a Saturday. You guys just had two games: the GSU game on the Atlanta United game. But is it kind of crazy? Does it come in ebbs and flows? Is it all at once? Is it busy from 11 to 11? What are you guys kind of seeing? Is it too early to call trends? Or it's like it's it's predictably unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and today was a very good example of just like you know very much ebb and flow um a packed room and a lot of urgency and then um very chill it kind of feels a little bit surreal you know you're like did i just black out and now everyone's gone (laughs) but actually everyone just you know um you can predict the the games will bring people but um it's a you know it's a really great uh low-grade anxiety you have to just always be ready (laughs) (laughs) anxiety that's perfect i mean it's kind of weird like you know we opened in uh july like july 6th ish and um had a couple like soft open days before then but um we saw like a huge surge like uh you know of course our first like couple weeks of being open but you know it's the end of summer and traditionally this is kind of a slow time of year so yeah it's gonna be rough we're still like kind of figuring out like you know what what the rest of the year is going to look like um but it's still like way better than we expected here in Summerhill. I think, you know, we came into this, it's kind of like a, a newish kind of area as yeah. far as like developments concerned on, on this, uh, on this corridor. And yeah, you never know what you're going to get when yeah. you're kind of barging in somewhere. Are we going to be liked by the neighborhood? Are we not? Yeah. And like it was, it's been great. So, I mean, they've been very supportive. We have, we have regulars already, which is really awesome to see. People seem to really like the beer, which is, yeah. which is, which makes, uh, us all feel good. Um, uh, you know, it's always good it, to see people drinking this more than one. First service industry job, like. No, I was in the service industry when I was in college. Okay. Like when I was like uh, um, going to Georgia State and then Georgia Tech, um, I would I definitely w- worked all the time to supplement. You know, mm-hmm. the, I mean, just just to just have money, to have <laughs> any income to supplement yeah. the money. Yeah, I wasn't supplement making. my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I worked at like I mean I never really worked as like a waiter or anything like that. Like yeah, I did, so you're kind of learning couple, on the fly a little bit of how yeah. to interact with customers. Yeah, I mean I I was like I worked in a couple of fast casual restaurants. Um, I worked at like uh, Fresh to Order. I drove a scooter at Dressed in Midtown and got hit by a car and decided to call oh. it quits there. Uh, and then I um, a motorized scooter. Motorized scooter. I was like uh, right in then? front of the High Museum and I pulled out and a, and a Dodge Ring just like hit me going 40 miles an hour and completely uh whoa snapped the front drive shaft and i just went flying it was in the winter so i was wearing a big coat and um i hit the ground 
uh, with this big coat and I had a helmet on and I got up and like everybody on the street was just like looking at me and I just like all I knew I had to do was put up two two thumbs <laughs> everybody like starts clapping <laughs> made it and then like the owner just like of we drew dress like drives up in his Porsche like oh, to a course. screeching halt and he's like what were you thinking I'm like I, what, I was thinking I just want to wow. get hit by a car today. <laughs> yeah. That was what I. That's what I was trying to do. I was thinking if somebody hits yeah. me, I can finally <laughs> sue him and get that Porsche I've always yeah. dreamed of, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was fun. Uh, so yeah, then I worked at Fresh Order, and then uh, I, I did like a stint at Shout for a little while as like an essay, which was a lot of fun actually. Yeah. It was a really rowdy yeah. crew over there. That's not um, still open, is it? No, no, they. Closed. I think they closed down yeah. like a couple of years ago. The whole group did. Yeah. I think. yeah. Um, too soon. They would like strip, shout, shit, sh- uh, twist. Twist. Yeah. yeah. That was the hand in hand with shout. You can't shout if you don't twist exactly. first. <laughs> and they went out of business. So I guess yeah. it's kind of another, like the chairs here, another old yeller sort of situation. Yeah. I guess as time goes on. But shout, shout was like a really weird, like crowd for sure. Um, it was, uh, oh, yeah, I can only, yeah. I can only imagine. So I had a couple run ins as an essay there. That was pretty interesting, but <laughs> how's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yes, he's doing wonderfully. I never know what to do with my hands. That's like, oh, yeah. I'm usually cooking. I do this a lot. Sean yeah. does a lot with his hands. Like yeah. He, just, he, make does, a fire. he makes fires. Yeah, he makes fires. He does yeah. a lot of uh, hips. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of, yeah. I do a lot oh, of Oh, like I hit everybody too. with my, my uh, elbows he's behind right. the yes. bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. To Kimbe Matumbo. <laughs> and I'm like, no, t- like everybody's like, Sean, your, your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> well, what am you I supposed stop. to do? I have elbows, all right? Do you have back problems? No. Well, that's the best part about being the owner. You can be like, it's not my elbows that's the problem. It's you. <laughs> Move. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't pulled that card yet. But. Yeah. It's not a good card. Yeah. <laughs> I can assure you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of a nice natural segue. So this is your first foray into proprietorship, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, it comes with its, with its good and its bad qualities, obviously. Um, I mean, how's it been so far? I know that's a broad question, but... Yeah, I mean, like, it's been, like, a really long ride so far. I mean, we kind of, Jorn and I were really involved in the design of this place um, with our architect, uh, Holden Spade of Square Feet Studio. Um, Shout out to Square Feet doing Little Bear, too. (laughs) Holden's great, and um, he was basically, like, our therapist during this time. Um, But, you know, we, like, built the whole place out. We were, like, here pretty much every day because we just started noticing the construction was, like, not going exactly the way we wanted, and... um, just little mistakes here and there so yeah you got to be there all the no time. we like we quit our jobs uh and started working here um full time just making sure everybody adhered to the plans and then there's like so much mep in the brewery that we really had to keep a close eye on the plumbers and electricians i know the plumbers had to do everything like at least twice or three times electricians yeah i'm not joking like five times yeah didn't like you say everything. like the plumbers had they hooked up like places where water was supposed to go to the where the grease trap is supposed to go oh yeah like, like that that was like one of the original things um basically like we start we just noticed like there was water <laughs> we were like i can't remember how we figured this out like we were just like we started you guys were crawling around in the grease trap yeah and like we noticed like there's no water bad. going to the dre- grease trap and it should be and, um, yeah, uh, we found out that they had uh, kind of switched those two things. But they fixed it uh, immediately. <laughs> but it was kind of like, yeah, that would have been bad yeah. if it would have been, like, open. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's a host of host of things that went wrong in construction. But, oh, yeah, um, I can only imagine. So, we like, we were doing, like, crazy hours during that time because we did a lot of stuff ourselves, too, um, in the brew house especially. Uh, and then, you know, then 
I think it's like so much of a blur to me now, like, but like building up to opening was pretty intense. Um, we just had no idea what to expect. Uh, hiring, all that jazz, like trying to time hiring with getting our state license. Yeah, um, that's a tricky part. How, how long were you, were you hired before they opened? Um, I started uh, expanding my beer knowledge because I knew I would have to back in uh, November and then attending the construction meetings. So like yeah. very minimally involved and then yeah. full-time involved in March, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. She was like, she yeah, saw this place yeah, from the you ground were there up. From the yeah. ground up. Yeah. Yeah. Dirt, dirt floor up. Yeah, dirt yes. floor. Well, a dirt a muddy, floor. Muddy floor. Yes. <laughs> a floor that took a long time to get tile. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh man, the tile. Yeah, the tile. That's a good story. So yeah, let's let's talk about the tile. I mean, let's talk about the tile. Kind of like let's talk good... about the the things that got stuck on ships in the South Pacific or wherever the hell they yeah. were stuck for a while. Um, yeah, I guess we'll start there. Like um, one of the big hurdles here was we had some like water intrusion just because it's like a yeah leaky old adaptive building. reuse kind of space. You kind of expect that kind of thing. So that happened for a long time, and then um, like around December, we started construction in November. So we're dealing with like the water stuff all throughout November. So that kind of set us back. And then um, we got to like, we, we, I think your, uh, Caroline and I were at like this micromatic draft system course down in Florida, like basically learning how to install a draft system and troubleshoot it and all that jazz. And we see on the news that the company that we bought um, all of our brewing equipment from went out of business and we had already paid them all the money. <sighs> Um, and, and all of our equipment had been manufactured, but we'd, we'd been in a holding pattern because yeah, we were so like, Where is it behind on construction, you know? Yeah. So they were like storing it for us. So we were actually pretty lucky in that regard in that our equipment was already manufactured. Yeah. Um, but we had paid everything uh, and they went, they went bankrupt. Um, there was like, this was in Canada, actually. They were in Prince Edward Island. Uh, you know, yeah, they stick to small, muscles. Like small company. I mean, they, they actually provided a lot of job on PEI because, you know, all you do there is like fish or farm. Yeah. Um, and there's a tourism industry, obviously, but they they had quite a number of people working for them. So we were trying to call them. We're like, what's going on? What's going on? Didn't hear anything for a while. I finally got in touch with a guy who got laid off. And um, he's like, we don't really know either. Like, you know, we just we came into work one day and they laid it. They like said, you know, that's it. We're closing, closing it down. So that lasted for from like December probably to like February. So what ended up happening is. Um, a shipping company called us and said, hey, uh, we have a whole like container full of tanks of yours and um, you're going to need to pay us shipping again because the this company never paid us shipping. So we're like, yeah, shipping this, on these this, tanks yeah, is Yeah, it's not it's just like, oh, we're putting yeah. a box in, in so, UPS. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a full container, yeah. like um, super heavy. Uh, and So everybody come here and buy beers, <laughs> exactly, God damn please. it. <laughs> anyway, so to make a long story short, the shipping company... So we, we were like, yeah, we'll pay you shipping, whatever. And then they were like, okay, ne now, never mind. Um, they owe us so much money that we want you to pay for all the tanks again. Oh, we were like, no. No way. <laughs> that's, that's extortion. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. So uh, we hired a lawyer in Canada, and a couple uh, strongly worded emails later, um, yeah. they kind of relinquished uh, the equipment wow. to us. And then finally got here in Atlanta, and then they want us to pay holding fees in Atlanta for some reason, which yeah. actually was expensive too. Yeah, I'm sure. We're like, no, we've already paid you all this money, and then yeah. they just held it. So then we had to go through another rigmarole with them, and then we finally got it. 
And then uh, that was just our tanks. Yeah. And then we needed to get our brew house from DI. Do you hear that? All you home brewers <laughs> out there who are thinking you can do it too. Yeah. Let's crush like, your dreams right con- now. You know, we might have to be a contract brewery. Yeah. You know, we, we thought about like we had yeah, yeah. Had to you started thinking model. about what do we do next? Um, so uh, I don't know. It, and then we had to deal with the uh, the equipment company, like the like a big German company bought out. Uh, DME is the name of the company that held our that had our equipment and we finally got our brew house after like we probably got it all I think in like February or March or something so it was like three months of pretty high stress on top of construction um yeah and then uh I guess the tile yeah the tile <laughs> so a tile is another thing like we had basically all the colors in the space uh we've taken from like the existing kind of like what we saw on the walls on the plaster here because mm-hmm. we wanted to really play homage to like you know wh- what the space what, was, what it was yeah, yeah. And um, we had this custom tile made and out of like Gulf Shores, Alabama, and uh, wait, the tiles from Alabama? No, no. I mean that's where the company's from, but the tiles made somewhere else. Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. wait, this um, seems crazy. Yeah. So the tile uh, got here and it was like the wrong colors. Yeah. Like complete. Like it was like if you put it on the ground, it would look like kind of like Candyland in here because it was like blue and green and it's like <laughs> anyway, it was a lot. So, um, oh, it gets all the kids to the brewery. Yeah, Isn't that exactly. what you wanted? <laughs> we, you know, no, it's not. <laughs> not the kids. We, we love kids, but we wanted, we didn't want the blue tile. Okay. So, How much do you love kids? Jesus, this is weird. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Gonna have to hire a Canadian lawyer exactly. to get out of this. Exactly. Po- <laughs> fall back from this podcast. Exactly. This is an entrapment podcast. Yeah, this is what, this is what I do. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. you didn't want Candyland makes sense no we didn't want candy land so you know 12 week turnaround later and it had to like basically be installed right before we got our co yeah you know i feel like that was one of the last thing i mean obviously like the health uh or not healthy uh alcohol permitting coming through takes a while but i feel like that was one of the last things you guys were waiting on for so long yeah when i was just coming around we had a big party when it came in (laughs) literally yeah there was all the spacers sticking (laughs) out and then after the party they were all knocked down, and then I think <laughs> yeah. I watched them the next day, like digging Didn't up we lots set of this. All these up? Yeah, they're like, I th- we have to replace lots of yeah. this, but we had like accidentally scheduled like a family and friends kind of thing. Yeah, and like all of our tile was like, yeah, being 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 laid. <laughs> there was like four or five like even miss like missing spots. You yeah, know? yeah. And, um, I don't know. We were trying to put stuff up, but people, you know, obviously yeah, still would walk on. Friends and family are just like, do you guys know what you're doing? Yeah. With this, and you're like, nope. Not at all. Not at all. That's <laughs> the fun of opening a business. Well, I, for, for some reason, I thought they were from Belgium. Maybe that was just the wallpaper. No, the wallpaper was from Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, kind of fun. Jorn, like, went to uh, Belgium, um, where, where he's from, and uh, found this, like, old lady who sells wallpaper. She's been sell- selling it for, like, 60, 70 years or something. Oh. And uh, he was, like, FaceTiming Holden and I with, like, <laughs> like inside this... Um, uh, wallpaper joint in Ghent and uh, she was she like she thought he was a tourist because he was speaking English you know yeah and uh, she was like what like, are you doing this tourist has Why a weird accent this? yeah yeah and like she was really like she's like he's like can I get a couple samples she's like no you have to buy the whole sheet <laughs> <laughs> how big is so the sheet he had to bring like yeah I mean it's they're big yeah like um, so he had to bring like three or four huge sheets back with him on the plane <laughs> or get them shipped or something yeah and they got lost of course of course oh yeah of course, everything gets lost. Yeah. 
we had our building permit set get lost like three different times by different departments in the city. And that's always fun. Yeah. Then they made you probably like resize all the font and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they originally, the first time we turned it in, they told us the font wasn't dark enough. What? Which I've never heard before. Was it, it was like black. Yeah, I was like, it's black. This is literally <laughs> devoid of color. It's as dark as anything can possibly get. I don't understand. So yeah, that that was fun. And yeah, a couple of different departments lost them. We had the the health department had five comments they wanted addressed, mm. which were all in the plans. They just didn't see them. So yeah, that's always fun. They should get in the in the shipping, uh, brewing equipment shipping business. They'd be great at it. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. How's um, Cat Stevens, by the way? Um, he's he's delightful. Thank you for asking. He's um, just yes. asking for a friend. Yes. <laughs> or Yusef Islam. I'm not sure where, yeah, we, where was, we are. Yeah, I was going right to ask how Yusef was doing, but I figured that might be a little like I don't know. I don't know him. I just have heard the music. <laughs> they're they're talking about uh, a cat. It's my cat named Cat. Is it with a C or with a K? That's a um, I, I don't know. I'm, it's cat. It's with it's a C. I feel like with, with, a, with a K is like hundred percent stripper. Yes, he's a he's a good boy. He's not he's not like that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop hanging out with my cat. <laughs> That's the expression when the cat's away. He's hanging out with he's, Fernando. Yeah, he they go down to Magic City together. Hey guys, Jarrett here, jumping in to introduce you to today's sponsor, Buena Vida Tapas and Soul. Buena Vida Tapas and Soul is a new restaurant inspired by Southern Spain from Adam Berlin and Juan Calle, opening later this year in the North and Line complex on the Beltline, across from historic Fourth Ward Park. Their chef is literally moving here from Spain to run the kitchen. So if you want to work under an accomplished Spanish chef or work front of house for a growing restaurant group that likes to promote from within, Buena Vida is a great opportunity for you. The main requirement is an interest in learning more about Spanish food, wine, and culture. So if you think you'd be a good fit, hit them up on Instagram at Buena Vida Tapas or via email at bvtapas at gmail.com. Again, that's Buena Vida Tapas on Instagram or bvtapas at gmail.com. Thanks to Buena Vida Tapas and Soul for sponsoring today's episode. And now, back to the show. So tell me about the most recent service. Let's talk about how today went. Or tonight, I guess. Um, it was a, you know, I've, we've been open almost two months now. But um, I don't think we've had a typical, I'm like, what day is it today? Is today Saturday? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Where am I? Well, let me see. Is it technically Sunday? No, it's still Saturday. Yep. It's still Saturday. Still Saturday. Um, so we haven't had a, a typical Saturday yet. But uh, this one was fun. We had the first, this is the first GSU game. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they won. They won. So I, so I'm from Boston. So I'm used to like, you know, pretty yeah, rowdy Football teams sport. win. Exactly. I just Where wanted I'm to, from. yeah. <laughs> We're winners. So by contrast. Um, anyways, you can delete that. <laughs> no, don't delete it. It uh, is. Keeping in delete gate. Anyways, um, so I'm used to like you know a lot of uh, energy surrounded around sports, yeah. but this was I was I was sort of taken aback, and I had a customer explain to me because I didn't know that it was a very important game. Uh, we won, yeah, and uh, it was just it's a really great start to the season. So I don't know, I was pretty pumped after I yeah. heard that. So that kind of set a jovial atmosphere for the yeah. day. Yes, yeah. and maybe many more many more watching parties here. So yeah, there was that. Um, there's just a bunch of pops and then peaks and valleys all day. So um, it's very interesting. We can't figure out 
why or how yeah. or where they're coming from and yeah. when, you know, but yeah. um, it was an exciting day. Yeah, because there's not really like a, a MARTA stop or something super close. So it's right. Uh, when we were doing Eat Me, Speak Me out of SOS, it was like Atlanta United Games. 30 minutes after they'd end, it would just get packed in victory in SOS because it's right by that Decatur MARTA station. So mm-hmm. it became really predictable. Like, it's going to be very quiet until the game's over. And then 30 minutes later, after people get here from MARTA, then it's going to be crazy. And everyone's going to be really drunk already. Yeah. So right. it's going to be miserable. We, we kind of see a little bit of that. Like, we get a pop before the game and then after, I would say, like if it's yeah. a home game. I mean, we always show the games. Yeah. Um, but, so if uh, you want to watch it, come here. It's really nice. It's going to be very nice in the fall. It's extremely nice. Yeah. Extremely nice. I've heard it's actually better than the Mercedes Benz. It is. The roof works. (laughs) (laughs) Got (laughs) him. Yep. Classic. We have a we have like a louvered roof. Yes. Wait, what's it called? It's like louvered roof. So it's got like slats that move around. Pergola. A louvered pergola. Oh, it's not a roof. It's a pergola. It's a pergola. Oh. Yes. I've never heard louvered before. Named after the famous art museum, I would assume, <laughs> the which has a similar <laughs> mechanical the, roof. The, the, yes. the Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah, Louvre. 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 Yes. Brett Louvre. Sorry. That's the brewer side of you coming up. Bring up Brett. Bring up Brett. Brett of Mice's Brett beer. Brett anything Favre, Brett, Brett related. Favre, Brett Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I'm laughing. Yeah. But I don't get it. That's where that's restaurants. Yeah. You just start laughing after a while. Why, why I laugh? I don't know why I'm laughing. It's actually just but, tears. I mean, today was kind of crazy. Like I was in production a lot of the day, like doing some stuff back there, and every now and then I would hear like a huge like roar and like, oh like, yeah, man, they must be like really winning. Well, they are the Panthers. Yeah, yes, that's what they. It's <laughs> to be expected. It was it was very. I mean, it was it was it was, it was special. Yeah, it was very. You could hear them. You know, probably from very far away. Yeah. Well, you guys are a good luck charm. They've never started off one and zero before. You're right. It's never. That's right. Until against, halfway across against Tennessee, no less. Yeah. You know, an SEC team. That's right. Or are they in the ACC? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were you? Um, what were you producing? Was what, what are you uh, I was just like uh, test. Yeah, you know, like look, checking fermentations, and uh, I did some dry hopping today. Yeah. I mean, you guys are just constantly producing. What's the what's the production schedule like? Are you trying to stick to certain days? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, uh, it was really tough the first month, like, to actually do production just from the, you know, like, the service standpoint up here. So, you yeah. and I were, like, you know, trying, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty busy. Like, the first couple of weeks were, like, so busy that I think you were It was all hands on deck for, yeah. for sure. And uh, so, we kind of got a little behind on our production. Um, and so... Uh, throughout August, we made like a really conscious effort to try to like work way less on in the in the front of house, yeah, and focus on the beer um, a lot more. And um, so we've been we've been brewing a lot. Like uh, we actually, Jorn's getting uh, ha- ha- having his a uh, vanity wedding in uh, in, in Belgium. <laughs> um, he's uh, marrying a vanity. He's marrying a vanity. Wow. Um, in Belgium, I the vanity's name is Sarah, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks doing that. So we've been really trying to like get ready, you know, yeah. to have beer on yeah, deck yeah. while we're gone. What's going to happen? Who's brewing and the beer while y'all are gone? You well, just we, we just hired, left? we just hired somebody like part time. there. Yeah. It's oh, been great. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. It's really helped us out a lot. Um, his name's Nate. He's like really, really hard worker, really good dude. One of the nicest people ever. Mm-hmm. And just like works, man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, 
yeah, he's been helping out a lot, and I think he's going to hold down the fort for us, kind of cellar for us while we're uh, while we're gone. Um, make sure the beer doesn't fall apart. Um, right. Kendall is also and Kendall, yeah, yeah. Kendall's awesome too. She's like, uh, we have a, like a really good staff. I would say, yeah, like, your I'm, staff's I'm awesome. Really, like, we really, we're we're hashtag blessed. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's been great. Like we have pretty much like have we had any turnover? We've at had, all? Uh, zero turnover. Yeah. Wow. It's been great. So, yeah. what just the, shows you how secret? great Caroline is at, ma- at That's managing exactly in front it. of the house. We're winning the first GSU game and <laughs> having no turnover. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congrats on not having any turnover. That is very unique. Um, so on, on an average day, I'm sure you get kind of a full spectrum of different people who are coming in, uh, between beer nerds to people who know absolutely nothing about beer. Um, what makes a good or, or a bad brewery customer for you guys? And obviously I have an understanding of what makes a good restaurant customer, what makes a shitty one. Uh, but for you guys, what, it, what has it been? Like, are the beer nerds terrible to serve, or are they we don't surprisingly think, easy? I don't think we've had a lot of, like, hardcore, quote-unquote, beer nerds here. I mean, would you say, like, it's been kind of a, a pretty good mix of just people, like, I think our I think it's because of our beer, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're like, we're this serving, is so low ABV, we are, like, like, never. And there's, like, no IPAs on the menu. Yeah. Like, everything's, like, not a trend right now that yeah. we're, we're, like, we're, that we're brewing. Um, yet. I mean, yet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, we really wanted to focus on, like, beers we like to drink, like, low alcohol. Um, like, especially in the summer, you know, like, low alcohol, like, really balanced beers. And I think it's not, like, this hazy IPA or this, like, uh, like, adjunct forward stout so i don't think we're really seeing like the beer nerds really right. come out in droves um but like we've had a lot of like people in the in the beer like in the industry come here quite a bit like yeah. a lot of the industry um yeah. like restaurant and beer industry uh which has been really great to see because that's like i don't know i like it's really great to see people f- that are in the industry come to the brewery and like have more than one beer because that means they they probably like the beer yeah and they've had a lot of great things to say um, uh, well, from a kitchen perspective, it's like the last thing you want to do at the end of your long shift. It's like, oh, I just worked 15 hours. I'm so tired. I'm just going to crack open this like extremely <laughs> high alcohol yeah. content, very intense tasting beer and just like pontificate while I <laughs> consume it in my tired haze. You, you open like a Schlitz or a High Life or something. Ooh. That's what you're used to for your shift beers. It's like, oh, wow, we can come somewhere that's making drinkable beers that are like actually executed well and very flavorful despite being refreshing of course we want to come here it's gonna be like very much a place where cooks would want to drink at the very least yeah i mean at least from my perspective it's been it's been i've I've loved that you know that part of how the business has kind of evolved um uh in the first (laughs) in the first month of evolution (laughs) yeah it's evolved really well already um but i mean it's really i don't know everybody's had such great things to say and uh they've been really supportive and uh, I think one thing we always wanted was like uh, we uh, we do care about the industry. We care about having uh, industry respect. I would say, yeah. Um, and it's it's been really uh, it's been really nice. Right. Uh, we we can have people that come in and know quite a bit about beer, and it's uh, people that know nothing. And I feel like our beers are all just very very approachable. Sean's sweet dog 
is uh, just Aww. just walked in. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, so but it's just a, it's a welcoming place, so you don't really have a lot of um, you know. I really haven't had barely any negative experiences with customers, and That's it's awesome. been really it's, it's been great. Um, everyone's just hi, good boy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he hi. has a really endearing limp right now. Oh, it's so cute. I love your limp. Don't knock over the ficus. <laughs> but he wants to. He, you're right. He can do whatever he wants. That's good. So for the most part, you're not dealing with, like, I don't understand these beers. Why are there only four or five or six? Where's the variety? There's a you little bit. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting that. Yeah. But then people, I feel like if the people behind the bar are, you know, warm enough and able to explain things in a way that are is not yeah. alienating to customers yeah because it's i feel like typical to go someplace and ask a question and i've had experiences where um maybe what i was drinking at a at a cocktail bar was delicious but the bartender was uh you know yeah. alienating so yeah it's a yeah, you, like we definitely don't want it like we wanted to make sure people feel welcome we don't want any like any eye rolls like if something yeah. like uh, someone asks like a kind of a basic question like we want people to come in here and if they've never even had a beer before kind of give a little bit of like education on on like kind of what we're trying to do and 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 just what this type of kind of beer is and why we're doing it um so i don't know it's it's uh i think the staff has handled it extremely well because we don't we don't do we don't do like samples really we don't do flights yeah um yeah, what are the things people ask for you guys don't do? Are they asking for IPAs? Are they asking IPAs, for flights? IPAs, stouts, flights. Uh, Some people um, Good beer. Yeah, good beer. Where's that at? Is that around here? People ask for wine quite a bit, which ah. I feel like uh, a lot of people come to breweries that drink wine primarily, yeah. and they're yeah. used to getting really in-your-face beers. And uh, our beers are, like, they're great for a lot of different palettes. So yeah. people that think they don't like beer will come in and really enjoy a lot of yeah. our balanced light crushers. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But they will, yes, ask for flights and wine. Yeah, we get a lot of questions um, about that. And a lot of Instagram questions, like most, mostly is like, do we allow dogs in here? And we don't, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's, uh, it is kind of funny. Yeah. That people are just like, surely you could allow dogs inside even though everyone else can, yeah. right? Well, I think like most breweries like that have were you know before us like are in like industrial areas yeah, and they don't have kitchens yeah. or a health department kind of situation. So I think people are used to being able to bring their dog to a yeah. brewery, or they think you have a big patio space yeah. or something. Yeah, not yeah. the case. So, well, that's too bad. Fernando we love, would dogs. love it here. We love Fernando. We love dogs. Yeah, we love cats. Cats are also not allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not an excuse. You can't bring your cat. You can't yeah. bring. You your can bird. bring a plant if you want. Yes, a plant. You may bring. You wouldn't you may be bring weirded cats. out by that. Not How at all. would you running the floor for the night? and You see somebody approaching, holding plants coming through the front door. Would you think, oh shit, I'm gonna have to deal? Yeah, with this I think crazy we're used guy. to watching like the log lady on a daily yeah. basis here. If so. it was a plant <laughs> companion, that would be just fine. Be fine. <laughs> What's up with the uh, Twin Peaks in the bathroom? Is there a story behind it, or is it just how you really like Twin Peaks? Um, I think a lot of the, like, uh, so the front area of this place is, like, the old kind of brick building, and then we have this, like, um, this, like, we added on to the back of this building, like, where the brewery, the bathrooms, and the production space, and then the barrel room is. Um, so we kind of wanted that space to be a little kind of different, 
um, and I think a lot of like the um, I don't know love Twin Peaks I love kind of like the vibe and how, how weird it is um, so we kind of wanted to bring some of the colors in from that show and like also the kind of vibe like I, I like love bathrooms um, I kind of share this like uh, I, I know Holden loves bathrooms. I know Square Feet in general loves bathrooms. Yeah, they do. But it's like a place of like quiet reflection, and uh, I like being able to leave, like the the busyness of the um, yeah of the restaurant yeah, or it's wherever. It's a little oasis, and you yeah. can kind of do whatever with the decor. It doesn't exactly. have to match everything else. So, uh, I liked the idea of just constantly playing like the Twin Peaks soundtrack in there. So it's just like this whole different world, kind of like weirdness. Like you can just be alone, kind of with your thoughts, and yeah, um, you know aim for the the stars <laughs> you can find them around the urinal cakes around the yeah just aim around for that the urinal cakes what would you put in the bathroom if you had pick of the of the music the atmosphere um i'm also a little bit obsessed with twin peaks okay. so i don't think so i works, right. i didn't have a, a thought a follow-up thought when i heard about that yeah. um i like that it is contemplative yet unsettling I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like I don't feel comfortable, but I feel, you know, engaged. Well, that's perfect for a public bathroom. It's wonderful. That's how it should be. If you feel completely comfortable in a in a public bathroom, that's Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, it's a bigger issue. But we play it um just loud enough that uh it's it's kind of hard to have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted to be a complete immersive experience in there. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Turn the lights off, yeah. you just have to listen, try to urinate in the darkness. Yes. It's very clean. But please don't miss. Yeah, please don't miss. <laughs> All right. Well, um, on that note, let's uh, get back into some more serious business now. Talking about your business. Oh, there's a second page. Oh, yeah. There's... <laughs> This is just page two of a hundred on the script. We're going all night. <laughs> now, I wanted to talk about, you know, as a, as a potential neighbor of yours, eventually, I wanted to talk about this area of Summer Hill, Georgia Avenue in particular. What, what brought you guys here? What, why'd you settle on this? Of all the warehouses that were waiting for your cookie cutter brewery to go into, why'd you, why'd um, you take this crazy route? Yeah, it was kind of serendipitous. Like we were, Yorn and I were like, um, we were riding our bikes through here um, one day. Sorry. Uh, we were riding our bikes through here one day and uh, <laughs> we, uh, we kind of noticed these old buildings and we know we knew that we wanted to be somewhere that had like good bones and um, like what I mean by that is Oakland Cemetery. Yeah, Oakland Cemetery, <laughs> that, that vibe. Um, but no, like the nursery in Oakland Cemetery. For sure, <laughs> you know if you guys have ever seen the nursery there, it's it's a beautiful building. Yeah, well, there, um, it's like this old. Uh, there's a sly in the Family Stone song called "Babies Making Babies," where he, he talks about going from the womb to the tomb. So oh, maybe okay. it was about that. Maybe, maybe. I think he's talking about a plant nurse nursery, oh, not plant not nursery. not like a nursery section. Oh. In the <laughs> that's pretty dark, Jared. <laughs> what is going on? I assumed it was a plant nursery. I'm sorry. I say, never <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I don't know you. I assume there's well, not so. a nursery. Uh, no, like, um, so yeah, we were we were riding our bikes through here, and we, you know, we want like we wanted to have this place feel a lot like um, the bars, kind of like uh, we would visit or Jorn, you know, grew up around, and I would visit in Belgium. Like it was just you know always like cozy. Felt like you're always in like someone's house, pretty yeah. much. Um, so we needed, you know, we we really wanted. To, to be in one of these like old beautiful buildings in Atlanta um, stuff you just can't buy like plaster on the walls like 
beautiful like old brick mill uh, like and millwork you don't you know see yeah. anymore um and so we we had noticed these buildings and like the next day um i think uh jack murphy from like carter uh, contacted me and said i heard you're um you know thinking about starting a brewery um and uh yeah basically that kind of started the conversation and then we kind of uh, went from there and um, Carter kind of told us their vision of the, of the area um, and uh, I think we were like the first ones to kind of like yeah just kind of take the plunge and sign the lease I mean it was uh, it was definitely really scary but we knew the space had like a ton of potential and um, I know like uh, we knew like Holden would probably be down to like uh, design um, the interior so we, we felt really really good with that uh, knew we, we knew we were gonna have a good good design kind of team and in, in mind behind it um, so yeah I mean that, that's pretty much the reason we kind of chose Summerhill um, I know like Summerhill has been like I mean I think everyone's came came down here for Braves games and we'd always yeah. see these buildings and we would just always be just like, like man, man I wish you could exactly. do something with yeah this. or like yeah. something would happen yeah um, and uh, you know it was just really cool to be a, like a part of you know the the basically the redevelopment yeah. of this of the of the area so Carter's um, doing such a good job of saving the old buildings yes. it's not just like that developer mindset of knocking it down exactly. and building new it's it's been cool to be a part of it. That's that's kind of what drew us to them, like or yeah. like made us kind of really kind of kind of see their vision was like they did not want to just like destroy this and put up like all these other buildings you see in Atlanta that are just just lifeless. You yeah, know? it's like painted yeah. stucco. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like balsa wood um, condos yeah. that are like sold before they're even done being built. <laughs> yeah, it's getting seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars. It's like we have all these beautiful buildings. Um, what is that? What is this? Punch. Oh, oh my gosh. Punch? Sorry, punch break. <laughs> uh, yes, the neighborhood's been great, too. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure you guys have dealt with it going through the um, alcohol permitting process. Yeah, like um, Summerhill has been, uh, the organized neighbors of Summerhill have been super supportive. Thank and you for just the punch. so excited for us. Um, and they've been very, very, um, you know, just like... They actually want you in they the neighborhood. It's yeah, crazy. Because I looked at a few spaces in other neighborhoods, and the neighborhood meetings were all like, mm, "We don't need anything else. Where are they going to park? Where are they going to do yeah. this?" I mean, they were like, they had some like valid concerns. You know, mm-hmm. they kind of wanted to know how late would be open, how loud you know music would be. Because you know, I think they had some um, events over here, and like um, by the F- Turner Field, and like in the, some of the parking lots uh, after the Braves left, that were just so loud that they couldn't even sleep at night yeah um so you know they were People a little concerned about privilege. stuff like that exactly. you, give, you give them a permit to do an outdoor f- yeah. event and yeah. it's just like you just pandemonium. whatever yeah. yeah so but yeah they were super supportive um the mpu um had some uh genuine concerns on like uh just mostly like you know just serving alcohol in general and like kind of uh you know trying to make sure that we're not just gonna like have uh boxes of alcohol on the side of the road <laughs> kind of yeah deal. yeah just um, leaving a bunch of garbage all yeah. over the place and like you know there's this the whole thing like kind of surrounding uh gentrification for sure in atlanta and yeah we, we just like really wanted to be sensitive of that we went to a couple of community um outreach meetings and um i think we've been really conscious with our pricing here because uh we want to make sure that everything here is kind of accessible yeah you guys get um, the cheapest beer in town yeah i mean that's 
we you know and we can, we can do that like because we're like an on-premise like brewery like we make all the beer here um and we can really kind of try to make sure that it's affordable you know how much hopefully. did did you know about alcohol laws before you started working at a brewery was this a wormhole that you were very um unexcited to dive down once um, you started scratching below the surface it's ex- it's exciting because it doesn't make a lot of sense so yeah. you have to it's like a, p- a puzzle you have to figure out uh-huh. but um well, i guess it's better now than before it's better now than before but um, a little bit of a crash course yes moving from restaurants you don't think about it as much to this exactly um yeah it's, in, it's incredible how much it's it's allowed us to have a business now the laws changed so yeah how's how's that been a, a change can you kind of yeah, so, explain that uh, to before, the listeners yeah before the laws changed um i think uh, breweries had to do like a tour system where <clears throat> you'd like pay ten dollars and uh for a quote-unquote tour uh-huh. and and um you would you, you would be given a glass and you would be able to get like six or seven like pretty hefty samples of beer, um, yeah. which was like great for the consumer, but kind of not great for the, uh, the breweries. Um, you know, like most states, you know, you can just go up to a brewery and, and buy, a, buy beer. a beer. So uh, the law change kind of uh, made it to where um, we can not only sell a case of beer to go per person per day, like to leave the premise, but we could also sell up to 3,000 barrels a year out of the bar on premise. So like we're able to sell more than, you know, like for us, like if we'd sold 3,000 barrels a year, it'd be really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, we can also distribute uh, like pretty much as much, I mean, as much as we want. But um, Is that we, in the plans? Y'all aren't doing that. We're yet, doing a right? little bit You're of distribution right now yeah. just to, you know, basically kind of, put some light here in Summerhill yeah. and say like, you know, here's some beer from this brewery in Summerhill. And like, you are you guys allowed them. to say where the beer is or, or are there still, you know, I'm still kind of iffy on yeah, that. I feel like, yeah. I mean, you're the distributor though, yeah. right? No, no, we're not. Oh, the distributor comes and picks the beer up oh. and then they take it to the bar. Damn. Um, Never mind then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't tell people where they can get the beer aside <laughs> from here. I'm sure we could, but uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. so basically no one's going to listen to this. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. It doesn't <laughs> no matter. <one's> <laughs> Uh, but there's, you know, I think bars can put it on, put it on social media so you can yeah. always follow your favorite bar and it could be there. And um, if they don't have it, pester them to get it. <laughs> exactly. Bartenders maybe. love it. Yeah, Their maybe. favorite thing is when distributors show up before service unannounced to do tastings. Yeah. So they're going to love it when oh, people are also pestering them constantly too to get their products if they want. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we just want to do like 90 up to like more than 90% of maybe like around 90 to 99% of the, of the sales from this, from this bar. Um, just, yeah. you know, that's, that's what this law is kind of affording us to do. And, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot more viable now as a business to have a, a small brewery, yeah. you know, versus like having to spend before when it was just distribution, you would have to spend like upwards of $2 million just to have the infrastructure, um, like the equipment necessary to produce the amount of beer you need to do, make to turn a profit, and you need to have a sales team, yeah. which is a whole nother like yeah, whole nother couple salaries game. that you need to pay per year to make sure that um, your beer gets to market and stays there. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a lot easier here where we could just we really just wanted to focus on service. We wanted to have like a beautiful kind of like bar area that didn't really feel like a brewery, and then we wanted to have like a, a, a good you know like a like simple but good food. Um, and just kind of do everything as, as best we can, but kind of keep it somewhat simple. Yeah. Well, I think you guys have definitely done that. 
What did what what did you know of the craft beer scene before you started working here, Caroline? Were you like a beer drinker primarily, a wine drinker, a cocktail drinker? Were you into this craft beer scene at all, or has it sort of been a bit of a learn on the fly kind of thing for you? Um, I I like everything. I don't know. I'm not clean. I'm not really uh, even country yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> country and western. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. I, I haven't had to, I've had to know a certain amount about beer in my previous jobs. I, I'm a little bit more educated on wine. Yeah. Um, so I definitely had to uh, study a little, a little bit, but I really enjoy beer. I just um, was, no, to answer your question, I'm not from the craft yeah. beer community, yeah. but um, definitely from the service community. So um, yes, lots of exposure. That's what we really like about Kellerine is that she she wasn't from the craft beer yeah. community. Like yeah. we wanted, you know, someone that Fresh focused blood. on surface so, uh, s- service, on the not on, on the surface surfaces. below the surface of service. <laughs> Cervix. <laughs> <laughs> all the services perfect well you left a very lucrative job for a much shittier less lucrative one sounds like (laughs) from cervix to service (laughs) at your cervix (laughs) perfect so what's the um craft beer scene like in atlanta in your opinion as the owner of a brewery now. Oh man, um, it's pretty saturated. Is that a good thing? I don't thing? think Is that so. Actually, thing? like, um, I mean, if you go to other brewer, uh, other breweries, other cities like, uh, yeah. like Asheville, Asheville, Portland, uh, you know, San Francisco, San Diego, Boston, um, Portland, Maine, Boise. Um, not <laughs> not sure. so much. I've never been to Boise, so yeah, I can't. Either. They got that big blue field. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> they do have a blue field. Yeah. And, Potatoes, maybe. Probably. Is that that's an Idaho? Yeah, that's Idaho. Yeah, it's potato people. Um, potato. So, like, I, th- I think like Atlanta's beer scene's still pretty new because of the laws, like uh, being so prohibitive to really open like a small brewery. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you would see like a lot of, you know, like <clears throat> bigger breweries open and kind of, um, you just didn't really see a lot of these small, like really really small, like, yeah. Uh, local breweries open that were like trying to do like a lot of weird cool stuff you know yeah. like, I mean not so to say the big guys weren't doing that it's just more there's like going to be a lot more crazy stuff you're going to see a lot more breweries very soon and then you know like then it'll be more of like proximity I think like versus like hey I'm going to go to Kroger and pick up this beer off the shelf it's going to be like I'm just going to walk down the street hopefully. yeah so like I think I think just in America in general is moving towards like more like the local kind of microbrewery kind of culture where where it was pre-prohibition you know like we had so many breweries before those laws and now we're finally back at a time where it's um like uh we have the they have more than we did before then so yeah. um yeah i think atlanta's young uh i think we're gonna see a lot more cool breweries open yeah very soon what's next for halfway crooks then what's what's the expansion plan are you are you taking over the expansion plans? Are you going to try to get some more service-oriented, interesting things going on? Are you going to defer to them on how the company grows? I think uh, you just mean happenings at the brewery. Mm-hmm. or um, Yeah, we have been, uh, as you know, doing some, some pop-ups. Rumor um, has it. Yes, rumor has it. Um, so, yeah, we're just, you know 
trying different things. Uh, obviously, the showing showing the sports. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing some maybe some fun movies uh, once a week. That's what I've when heard. Cools. I heard movie night might be starting soon. Yes. Uh, Wednesday night, we're thinking. Maybe spooky movies during October. B-horror. Mm-hmm. B-horror movies. And uh, Christian Slater, September. Yeah, it will be Christian Slater, September. That's good. Do you like Christian Slater? He's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, he doesn't like him. He doesn't I can like tell. him. Yeah. I, can tell. Uh, I mean, he's very handsome. No, don't get me wrong. But you can't, you can't, I yeah, can't see can't it on your face. Right you can't see his face right now, but it's. Who, Christian Slater's no, face? No, your, your face. Yeah. About <laughs> how much you dislike <laughs> Christian Slater. Yeah. I mean, I liked the interview with the vampire. He was in that, right? He was. You know, oh, I, mean, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. a good one. We haven't even thought of that. That's a transition into October. Yeah. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those movies with the cast. You're gonna be like, "Holy shit, that person was in it!" Like Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was Antonio just on Vendors. the uh, she was just on one of the Tonight shows talking about um, interview with a vampire. That because I think she's doing a new show or something. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. What about <laughs> uh, what about on the beer side of it? Are you guys just trying to kind of slowly get more restaurants, let it sort of naturally expand? Um, I think we we're just like trying to make sure that uh, we get you know like. Hone, hone the lagering process a lot better. We want to make sure that we have like loggers on at all, you know, all times, like really good ones. Um, yeah. that's ABC, been, always be logger. Always, uh, yeah. uh, ABC, one, two, three. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're going to, yeah, that. And then also we have like, um, we just did like a, uh, we just started aging uh, one of our saisons uh, on stainless with a ton of Pearson peaches. So we want to oh, expand cool. like mixed fermentation. We haven't. We don't haven't had any mixed fermentation in our tasting room yet, just because it takes yeah, a little takes while. A while. So um, that's going to be very exciting once we can regularly just like have something like that on, like like a mixed fermentation saison, or um, you know, that was kind of what we wanted to focus on, you know, as lagers and and saisons, really. So uh, we have yet to really put that out there. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Um, we'd like to start canning uh, probably around December-ish the end of the year um yeah and just kind of like being more kind of like national festivals uh, yeah. as far as like getting our beer uh, across state lines just like not like distributing out there but more just getting kind of like a recognition across across the country hopefully this appearance on ticket stabbers will yeah. definitely <laughs> help with that that's what i was percent that's the only reason i agreed to this <laughs> that's what you told me would yep. happen yep very <laughs> national Lots of listeners. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. We're going to probably transition now then uh, to something that's actually worth listening to, uh, which is word association. This is one of my favorite games to play. My wife and I constantly do this when we're tired. I think this is the best time to play word association with people at the end of a long week. While drinking punch. After midnight, while drinking punch. This punch is strong. It's very strong punch. I'm going to start with uh, with Sean. Oh, man. I'm going to put you on the spot. So I want you to say the first word that pops into your head when I say these words to you. Don't think about it. Well, I guess think about it. You have to think about it to respond, but mm-hmm. that's it. Just whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Are you ready for your lightning round? Let's do it. Brewery electrical panels. Kissy. <laughs> Plumbing boy cloudy beer (laughs) (laughs) that'll do oh man hop heads 
<laughs> that let's, means let's try, try this over. I haven't, else. I haven't, I haven't. I need to say the first word that comes to my mind, right? And not right. have a filter. Yeah, you I'm trying to, to filter you things to say, right now. I'm sure you guys can see stuff. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Start. Start again. Hop heads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to something please, that you really please. like. Spelt. Smooth. Chicken wings. Lemon. <laughs> Horror movies. Beautiful. Perfect. You survived. Caroline, are you ready for your lightning round? I am, I am now ready. You're not ready? I am now ready. Okay. That's good enough. <laughs> Comcast Wi-Fi. Uh. <laughs> That's a word. Sigh. Heard that. Restaurant Depot. Happiest place on earth. Wow. Not what I was That was expecting. a bunch of words. That's right. That's good. Very good radio station, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of words. Radio station. They play the they best play? adult contemporary when you're in there. Like a <laughs> upscale elevator. Yes, a lot of like Rod Stewart and Doobie Brothers. Oh, that kind of stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I haven't been in a long time. So. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> um, uh, Frappuccino. <laughs> That's Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Kulata. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Bang a left. Um. Hanging hang a lefty. Four C's ice cream. Mm, lactose. <laughs> Are you lactose intolerant? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Karaoke. Oh. Um. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> Sleep eating. Um. Do you do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes to sleep eating. All right, you survived as well. You did it. Where did you get these words? The Thesaurus, my favorite book. Like, have we talked about sleep eating? This is <laughs> <laughs> I know people. A lot of sleep eating stories. Yeah, yeah try to catch people off guard with this. That's yeah, the fun that's of great. it. That's <laughs> great. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Sorry, sorry, we're so bad at word associations. Oh, it's fine. Stick to the beer and you'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to recap everything now. We're at Halfway Crooks. Dog is falling asleep, Aww. being petted as we speak. He's our kissy boy. Any plugs before we wrap this up? Events going on? Things you want to let people know about? We're going to uh, riff off of uh, Jarrett's Spar Lemon Pepper. Yeah. And do some wings ourselves. One, one of these days. One of these days. But you can also come to Bar Le Mont Pepper. You can. Every other Monday starting September 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things? Movie nights starting soon? Atlanta United game days? I think if there's an Atlanta United game, you can pretty much count on us being open for it. Yeah. Um, even, it might just be me here if it's late. Even late on come, Sundays. Yeah, come when, and talk to me. When, I'll be when three people show up, it's great. Yeah. Let's talk about weird stuff. Awesome. Caroline Wilson, Sean Bainbridge, thank you for being on Ticket Stabbers tonight. Anybody listening, thanks for putting up with this shit. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Ticket Stabbers. And thank you to Joran, Sean, and Caroline for joining us. Our badass music was written by The Pleasure Point, Atlanta's sexiest band, who you can follow on Instagram at the underscore pleasure underscore point. You can also follow our podcast on Instagram at Ticket Stabbers, 
and reach us via email at ticketstabbers at gmail.com. If you work in restaurants, our thoughts are with you. Stay strong. If you don't, remember, the customer is not always right. And if you don't agree, there's a good chance you're terrible. Yelp you later. <laughs>